You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lou, Lou Anarumo, this defense, nothing surprises me anymore. Ten points for Josh Allen in this Buffalo Bills offense. Where should we start? Uh, I mean, we could start with Lou. I mean, the mastermind of it all. He doesn't go out there and run the plays, but he consistently makes these elite quarterbacks uncomfortable. I, It's hard. It is hard to do that, and we'll get into some of the other reasons why I think Allen was uncomfortable, And but it just felt like he never felt confident with what he was seeing. Like, he, want, he wants to go deep, but it's just not there, not there. And he's just like, I, I got to throw the check down, I guess, but we're down 14 points. So it's like, I want to get these points back. And also, Allen missed a few throws. Uh, first drive of the game, <laughs> missed what might have been a touchdown. And then that's that play made me think like, oh, this is gonna be a shootout. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, it just never happened. Luana Ruma just man, over the top, awesome. Um, out of the things I saw, he was not afraid to play single high coverage, and I was kind of surprised by that. And he did that against Mahomes too, when everybody said like, well, you just can't do that. And he was just like, watch me. Um, you know, you get a great performance from your players, but. I think that makes, you know, it, it just throws a wrench at them like, oh, I didn't think you'd do that. The only time that his defense was getting picked up a little bit was uh, when there was no pressure at all and they were what's called spot dropping, which is what you think of with zone coverage. Like, I drop to here and that's where I stay. And, uh, you know, the, the Bills guys were eventually able to get in the creases because they had enough time. Um, but just overall, awesome. And he did save a little bit towards the end of that game with those blitzes towards the end. Just whoo we Mike Hilton, that could be the next thing we talk about. But um, yeah, Lou Anarumo was awesome. Again, I mean, I I know I said that he's not going to get a head coaching job because uh, he's older defensive coordinator and he wants to be a head coach. He should. Like, that, that does not mean he shouldn't when I say that. Like, when I say that, I mean, like, yeah, he's not going to get a head coaching. He's not going to get a ton of looks at head coach, but that's not because of his, you know, quality of coaching. It's because they just want young offensive minds, and he's the complete opposite of that. But man, if I was Denver, I have this guy who's done this to Mahomes three times. I've got he's done it to Allen once. Like, bring him in. So I said that. 
I said it, um, you know, maybe a month or so ago, I said, if I'm the Denver Broncos, I bring Lou in because he shows you how you can get to Patrick Mahomes two times a year. And I think that's huge. And I think the biggest thing is we've talked about it on this podcast. It's offensive minds. And that's probably what's going to happen here. You know what, NFL? I hope you're too busy interviewing all these offensive minds that you forget Lou while he's trying to get this team to another Super Bowl. I, I love everything about it. Believe me, we've, we've said it on here. I'm selfish. Bring him back to Cincinnati. These guys love him. They will have the majority of their pieces next year on the defensive side of the ball. The contract extension talk is all going to be happening really soon for some of the guys whose contract will be up soon. But um, but yeah, I'm okay with teams missing out on him. He's showing you every week in the NFL regular season, in the playoffs again. He has another shot for the fourth time at Patrick Mahomes. Could you imagine if he was able to stop Patrick Mahomes for the fourth time? If your team not giving him an interview, I don't know what you're doing right now. Yeah, I could imagine because it's happened three times. Uh, well, right. I, will say right. that, right. I will say that last game was the first time that I think he never like really got pat. Like Mahomes, you know, the Bengals win that game because Kelsey fumbles and they're able to make other things happen. Mm -hmm. But the first two games they played, he really got Patrick in the second half of those games. Um, it just brings me back to I watched this interview with him. And I don't remember what it was, what the show was called. I linked it on my Twitter when I posted the quote. But he basically said, when you face these elite quarterbacks, you have to be an offensive minded play caller instead of defensive coaches are so how do we stop this and reacting to what the offense is doing and he basically said you can't do that you just throw things at them and see how they react and keep them on their toes change things up and it is just very it is very offensively minded usually when you think of defensive coordinators who do that type of thing it's like a wink martindale who's just like i'm throwing a zero pressure here <laughs> no matter what you know let's just see how they react to that um but with lou it's coverage he, he just changes up the picture on defense so often and so well that these awesome awesome quarterbacks and offenses just never get into the rhythm that they uh want to I want to say that was the volume podcast with Mike Silver, but I could be completely it wrong. It was a mic. It was a mic. So you're probably right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was a really good interview. Um, we'll obviously link it if, if uh, we can remember who that interview was with for Lou, but uh, it's always, it's always great. Lou is my favorite. He had some really great quotes, language that I can't say on this podcast <laughs> right now. It's over. And I'm like, that's Lou. I, you know, this guy is just, he's all pumped. And the, these defensive players love playing for him. One of the things I remember, and I think I probably said it on the pod is after the Tennessee game, he was greeting. He was, Joe Burrow was one of the last to come off the field, obviously, because he's doing the national interview and Lou waited for him. And I just, I loved everything about it because yes, he's a defensive coordinator, but uh, still a great guy to have on your staff. But we'll go back to the defensive side. Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton, this front office, when it comes game to- Game ball on defense, in my opinion. Game ball. The, the dude is, he hurt, my body hurts after watching Mike Hilton <laughs> slam Josh Allen to the ground or those tackles that he was making. I was like, Mike Hilton again. He is, he is such a linebacker, right? Like, he just wants to hit people. It's like, yeah, I'm cornerback size and I got to do this to play here. But what I really want to do, <laughs> I want to go hit that quarterback. I want to go hit the running back. I want to go take on a block. It's like you don't see corners with that mindset very often. He's he's just rare. Um, getting him in stripes has been one of the best decisions the Bengals front office has made, which they've made a ton of great decisions lately, including, you know, Chidobe Wujie, DJ Reader, and all these other guys. But Mike Hilton, man, he shows up 
everywhere week after week and he was the spark that made the difference in the last game after halftime they started using him more and then this game they're like yeah we're gonna use mike you know <laughs> we can't get away from that so uh especially late in that game there was that one drive and he was just the near sack he made a, a tackle in space and he i think made a run stop all like three plays in a row and it was just like oh my god a slot corner doing this ebay motors is here for the ride Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No, uh, unbelievable. And sorry, Nick, I know he's a former Steeler, but we really would like to thank the Pittsburgh Steelers for allowing Cincinnati <laughs> to sign him to a contract. And uh, he's been amazing. Honestly, one of my favorite players on the defensive side of the ball. I want to talk about Joseph Asai. It was early on, and I want to go back to maybe in the first quarter, one of the drives where Joseph Osai gets to Josh Allen, and then it's the incompletion. But he's another guy who we've seen over the last few weeks. We talked about it on the previous podcast of a guy who's really stepping into his role in his first real season in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a good pass rush from the interior, I think, on the play you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, he got pressure, and he was over the left guard Saffold, one of my favorites to watch all time, but he's, you know, he's old now. He's lost a step, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, another good game from him. Really. I think the entire defensive line just kicked butt like both sides of the Bengals trenches won these won this game. And I would have predicted the Bengals defensive line would have the upper hand against the Bills offensive line, but not to that level. And then on the other side, no, I wouldn't have predicted that. And that was awesome to see. So when you win in the trenches, it makes life easy, and we saw that today. I mean, Josh Allen's getting pressure when they're sending three guys, a three-man rush, and he's getting sacked. Or Yeah, he got sacked by Trey Hendrickson, I believe, on the three-man rush. I was just – these Bengals defensive linemen, they, you know, they just run through people, and it'll be fun to see them go against this Chiefs offensive line again, who's a good offensive line, but, man, they – they face these guys and they just, they step up to the occasion. It's, it's awesome. Uh, thought it's hard to point to anybody on the Bengals in this game that didn't play well. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like who? Uh, <laughs> Seriously, it's I, funny I mean, you say that. No, no, it's funny you say that because I think I, I, I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw an article. It was like winner losers, um, you know, in this game. And I was like, man, I, I, I can't imagine it. And I didn't click on the link, which I should have uh, when talking about it. But I was like, I, I really I can't find one in Cincinnati right now. When you think of the Evan McPherson money, he's back. Money. He yeah. played fine. There are a few we bad long, long snaps. I, I don't know. We're really reaching yeah. at this point. Yeah, we are. We are. And honestly, they weren't bad something. enough that they like went over somebody's head. They were just like, ooh, not perfect. 
No, no. And, and, and I want to go back to the defensive side, but I, but I agree. I think it was a good game overall. You could say Zach Taylor, Louie Rumo, Brian Callahan, the coaching staff, Joe Burrow, offensive line, the trenches, everyone. Let's talk secondary. I know it's late in the game. Eli Apple, Cam Taylor Britt. All right. Not bad. Cam Taylor Britt had a, had a, had a few plays late in that game, huh? He had the Gabe Davis where he got beat, but he recovered and knocked the ball, played through the hands, knocked the ball away. And then when Cam Taylor Britt started breaking on that pass, he was in a uh, cover two. So he's sinking, sinking. And Josh Allen thinks I got to throw this whole shot in between Britt and the safety. And when he starts breaking, I just started screaming. I knew it was happening. <laughs> so he just has to catch it because like he baited him into that one. And, uh, Honestly, it's surprising. It reminds me, Eli Apple's really good at baiting that throw and coming away with the ball, at least breaking the pass up, if not making the interception. So, yeah, they, you know, the, the two Bengals outside corners showed up and they they played big in the big moment there. Um, always, it is on paper, the weakness of the team, the outside corner, but they have Lou Rumo scheming things up for them, making quarterbacks a little uncomfortable. And then they have just stepped up. It, it, you can also just say that. I mean, Eli Apple last week had the double move touchdown, but in this game, he was awesome. And they faced Stephon Diggs. This was the big concern was, well, they've never played a Stephon Diggs. And then they did. <laughs> they did fine. Yeah, no, uh, just absolutely unbelievable on the defensive side. And, and we were talking, we're like, you really can't find anything back. I would say one thing, and and this guy is unbelievable um, as a quarterback. Maybe a little high to Hayden Hurst for that touchdown. Maybe a little high. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. I mean, Hurst could also pull it down. You know, yeah, he, you, might, you know. You could catch it. And, and Hayden Hurst came up big in this game. Yep, especially early on. It felt like very early in the game. It was like, oh, wow. And then he had that hurdle late in the game. But early in the game, he had like a few catches that were like, is this, is this a Hayden Hurst game? And then uh, late in the game, had that hurdle. and But also late in the game, they didn't have to really throw the ball. No, <laughs> One game no. was just cooking. What was the success rate for? Oh, okay. Joe Mixon had a 60% success rate in the run game. I mean, 50% is in the 89th percentile for running the ball. So 60% has got to be like 95th percentile. I mean, with with six minutes to go, honestly, you could have told me in the fourth quarter, the start of the fourth quarter, I'm like, I feel pretty comfortable. I feel mm -hmm. pretty good about this outcome. It was, it was I mean, you're, it's obviously divisional round. It's huge. There's a lot of expectation. Here's the thing. All the pressure was on the Buffalo Bills because mm -hmm. in the offseason, everyone, not everyone, but the majority of people picked them. Oh, everybody them. picked them. They, they, I'm going to say this, no offense to the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be back in it. And I'm sure the Bengals will see them again um, in the playoffs next year. But the Buffalo Bills received more credit for losing to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round than the Bengals did for making a run at the Super Bowl. And the Bengals remembered that. They're listening. If you yeah. don't think that they're listening to anything, you hear the refund talk. Joe Burrow said it in his post game, which was just amazing. We love to hear it. Zach Taylor saying, "Well, sorry for the logistics for Atlanta um, that we got in, we got in the way again." Um, I love everything about it. Joe posts on his Instagram after the game, and he says, "Uninvited guests, they hear it, even if they don't speak it." And I love it. I love the motivation. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals got hit with the. Um fluke run stuff the entire year last year after the season it's like well they were the fluke team the bills chiefs was the real afc team. i mean that started like right after the game and i know it was a very very good and exciting game 
how are you after watching that game not at all concerned about this Bills defense? defense. It got so hyped up because they're they're a regular season monster, but to play that game against the Chiefs, it's like and then you see the Bengals shut down the Chiefs for half the game. I don't know. When I watch it, I, I just like, yeah, great offense. And but a little concerned, a little concerned, and it showed up. Bill's defense did not did not show why they were one of the top units during the regular season in this game. Uh that was the best the Bengals run game has looked since Carolina. Probably the best offensive line performance since Carolina, too. Yeah, I think if you were to if you were to tell me like after the game, Bengals are going to come away with the win. Wouldn't be surprised. I pick them. I pick them. I'm currently fourteen. I'm currently fourteen and four on my picks this season. Or no, fourteen and um, I'm I'm actually struggling a little bit because um, I I obviously didn't pick them in the losses. I picked them every week, but I'm doing pretty good with my win percentage when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. And week after week. Oh no, a team can't go into the playoffs hot. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, they don't lose in the playoffs at home. You know, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be the coin flip for the wild card if the Bengals don't win that game. And then you just throw a wrench into the NFL's plans. And I think there's a really good point. I saw it on Peter Burns. Um, I think he's over on the SEC network. And he says, if you do not have a team in this Bills-Bengals game, you need to be rooting for Cincinnati because the NFL is telling you pretty much this week, hey, we might look at neutral site for the AFC championship game in the future and Cincinnati says nope we don't even want that possibility we're going to throw that out the window and this game is going to be at Arrowhead and nobody wants that nobody wants that at all I didn't want to watch an AFC championship game next week in Atlanta watching a game with the Bills in Kansas City so we've been dead silent too like people are trying to say like oh that'd be fun both fan bases can get in there like no it would have been dead silent it would have been a corporate event um what Burrow say about the Super Bowl is that they felt like dinner entertainment it so felt like was was legit at the Super Bowl, and I can tell you it wasn't anything like a, a home or away game in the playoffs, and that's unfortunate. I, I said it on Twitter earlier this week. You know, less talk about this neutral site for the championship game and more about making the Super Bowl tickets affordable for fans so they yeah. can actually go watch their favorite team in one of the biggest games that they'll ever get to play in, and that's something that we won't see because it is a corporate event. It's um, it's it's insane, and, and I hate everything about that. But you know, hopefully there there's something in the future that kind of changes that with the ticket prices. Even though I did see on TickPick these AFC Championship tickets are in the four hundreds. Well, the average price for Atlanta was fifteen hundred. I don't know if you saw that. So a little a little cheaper, a little cheaper to go to, to, go to Arrowhead. And I know the bank. I mean, honestly, there's more to get to. We'll we'll get to that next on. It's always game day in Cincinnati.